It's time for the radio show with a dose of the magical magic and the law of attraction with the gorgeous Madame Pamita, episode 31. everyone, I'm your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. I am so excited about this episode because this is the episode where I get to talk about one of my favorite topics. One of the things that I do every day, which is connecting to your spirit guides. If you know a little bit about me, you know I'm a spiritualist and spiritualists connect to spirit guides all the time. It's what I do with my clients when I do readings. It's what I do in my daily life. It's a huge, huge part of my magical practice. And lots of times when I connect with my clients and I'm doing readings for clients and I'm connecting to their guides, they ask me the question, um, you know, how can I do this? How can I find my guides? How can I connect to my own spirit guides? You know, it's great having the session with you and doing it, but it's something that they want to do personally. They want to have that relationship that they build with their guides. And I don't blame them. It's a lovely, lovely thing. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about really the steps to connecting and finding your guides for the very first time. So if you've never connected to your spirit guides, you're going to learn a lot. If you already connect to your spirit guides and you already have a relationship, you might find another new technique to add to your bag of tricks in terms of that relationship that you have with your guides. So that's why I'm really, really excited. We're going to be talking about, I have broken it down really into seven steps that will really take you very, very gently into that connection with your guides, not only building and starting that relationship, but connecting on a regular basis and really growing that connection in a beautiful way. So you're whether you're experienced or just the beginner, you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Before we get to that though, have a couple of announcements. The first thing is Paganicon is nigh. Paganicon is a gathering that happens in Minneapolis every year. This is the very first year that I'm going. Very, very excited about it. And it's a gathering of pagans and people from alternative spiritual paths. We're very, very excited to be a part of that. I'm going to be teaching a workshop along, when I say we, I mean myself and my dear, dear friend, Jim Barker. We're going to be teaching a workshop um, called the Palmistry Tarot Mashup, which is about uh, the hands and palmistry and how it relates to the hands that we see in tarot. So you're going to be learning about palmistry and you're going to be seeing some deeper symbols in the tarot cards that you may never have seen before and you may never have noticed. It's a mind-blowing experience. If you know a little bit about tarot and you don't even know, need to know anything about palmistry, but you will really love this session. It's going to be an amazing workshop. We always have a great time. There's lots of laughing, lots of fun. We have such a fun time with everyone and your mind will be blown. So if you are there at Paganicon in Minneapolis uh, on the 22nd, sorry, the 20th through the 22nd of March, we're going to be teaching that class on the 22nd at 4.30 in room E as an elephant. I'm also going to be doing another little mini event there. Um, We just got this together. Llewellyn Books, who is putting out my new book, The Book of Candle Magic. 
They have a suite there at the booth. They're based in Minneapolis, so it's a no-brainer that they're there at the, at Paganicon. And they have a suite there where they're hosting different events and get-togethers and whatnot. And they are going to be hosting a tarot Q&A. So myself and Denise Hesselroth and Jay Ryan are all going to be there answering your questions about tarot. And they can be beginning questions, beginner's questions, more advanced questions. We just love talking about tarot. And if you have some questions about tarot, we would love to give our opinions and answers and guidance and whatever. I think we're also going to be doing some little, maybe some mini readings there. We're going to have some fun doing some readings afterwards. They might be little one or two card readings, just little brief ones. But if you want to get a little mini reading from me, I'll be happy to do it. That's for sure. So come, that's going to be on Friday the 20th at 1 p.m. in the Llewellyn Suite at Paganicon. So if you're going to be at Paganicon, two events that I'm going to be participating in, I would love to see you. Come up and say hello. Love to see you there. Another thing coming up is the Reader Studio, which is at LaGuardia Airport in New York City. That's happening April 23rd through 26th. That is a huge, huge tarot gathering. It is just tarot and people that are really into tarot like me. We're all going to be there. I'm going to be there as a participant. I'm not teaching this year. It's my first year there. I'm very, very excited to be going finally. And so if you go, please find me and say hello. That's the Reader Studio, April 23rd through 26th at LaGuardia Airport at at one of the hotels. I can't remember which one, but in New York City. All right. Another thing that's coming up, always, every Sunday, if you have not been to the Live Magic Q&A Tea Party, where have you been? Hey, every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, I host a live Q&A and myself, along with a guest, answer your questions live. It is so much fun. So every week I have a different guest. It's always somebody really enlightening, someone that is bringing a lot of magical information. We all have such a great time and we learn so much. So if you have questions about magic, spiritualism, Wicca, uh, law of attraction, you name it, spell casting, anything, uh, tarot, divination, any of these questions are really up for grabs. Come on over, join us, and we will be happy to answer them. It's such a fun time. To get in, you have to have the clubhouse code though. And to get that, You don't have to pay anything. It's free, but you do have to be a member of the Spell Squad. And to be a member of the Spell Squad, you only have to do one thing. Go to spellsquad.com, sign up. You'll get an email from me and that will have the code, the link to get in. So I hope to see you. Live Magic Q&A Tea Party. Bring your own cup of tea. Join us and learn about magic for an hour. It is a fun, fun time. So I hope to see you over there. All right, so let's get into it. We're going to talk about spirit guides. So what about the spirit guides? Well, uh, if you are new to this concept of spirit guides, let's talk about what they are, and then we'll get into how to connect to them. Your spirit guides are all around you. They are all around each of us. Each of us has a guide council. It's a council of guides, helpful spirits, benevolent spirits that are there to assist us, help us, protect us, guide us, bringing us really to our highest spiritual levels. I mean, that's really what the guides are there for, to be of assistance and to help us gain spiritual enlightenment. So if we all have these spirit guides around us, how come some people get it and some people don't? Well, 
it's some people go through their life and they never really have an interest in it. They don't really want to know about it or they're not curious about it and they never connect to their guides. That's okay. You know, they're still there. They just don't have that relationship with them. But you, dear spiritual seeker, you are here listening to this podcast. So you already have some kind of awareness, at least that there is a guide council around you. These positive, beautiful, helpful spirits are there. How do we connect with them? You know, you can live your life without the connection, but what a beautiful thing to connect to them. Because when you do connect to them, you can get messages, you can start seeing, getting extra help. You can ask them for help. There's all kinds of things that you can do with that connection. So I'm going to tell you the seven steps that will gently guide you into building that relationship with your guides. If you're curious about spirit guides, by the way, and you have no idea what I'm talking about and you want to know more about it, I really go into depth into spirit guides in episode nine and 10 of the podcast. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back and listen to episodes nine and 10, and then come back and listen to this one and you'll have a a better idea about spirit guides. So Spirit guides are your angels, your saints, your deities, your ancestors, your elemental spirits, all the things that we think of as those spirits around that are trying to help us. So the very first step to connecting to your guides is to prepare mentally. You need to be in the right frame of mind. And that's a question that you need to ask yourself before you connect to your guides for the first time. Are you in the right frame of mind? That's a question that's a legitimate question and a great question to ask yourself. Are you open-minded or are you skeptical? If you are open-minded, you are in the perfect place to be there. If you're skeptical, mm, you might want to see if that's really the right time to be starting to connect to your guides. Because if you're coming with an attitude that this is stupid, why am I doing this? This is dumb. I don't believe in this. You're probably not going to get that connection. If you are feeling that way, then that's okay. Just wait until you are in a more open-minded frame of mind with more optimistic thinking. Really the best thing that you can do is to cultivate a real childlike imagination and openness when you first start to connect to your guides. Fact of the matter is children connect to their guides often. You know, we see children talking to their, uh, quote, imaginary friends and, you know, they're these fairies and spirits and so on. It's because they have that openness. It's because that they, they have that, what we would call imagination, that they are willing to suspend their disbelief. And if you're willing to suspend that disbelief for a little while, you're going to have a much richer experience connecting to your guides. So if you're feeling skeptical, if you're feeling resistant or you're feeling like this is dumb, why am I doing this? It's um, wait until you're in a more open frame of mind, a more optimistic, a more positive frame of mind about the whole journey of connecting to your guides. So that's the very, very first thing is just prepare mentally for doing this. Second thing that you need to do is to prepare emotionally to connect to your guides. 
Now, I, I would say if you already have a relationship with your guides and you're feeling sad or hopeless or down, the connection to your guides can be quite positive for bringing you back up again or clearing away that negativity. But if you're doing your first initial connection to your guides, you probably don't want to be in a place where you're feeling desperate, clingy, needy, an upset, unhappy, despondent, angry. Those are not really the emotions you want to bring for that first encounter and may not allow it to happen that very first time. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, that you are in a place where you're feeling light, you're feeling happy, you're feeling joyful. When we call on the spirit guides for the first time, if you're in those more optimistic, positive, emotional places, then you're going to have an easier experience connecting to them. Then later on, after you've built that relationship, if you are feeling down, if you are feeling sad, if you are feeling angry or or frustrated or something like that, you can more easily ask them for help with that. But it shouldn't be the emotion that you're feeling the first time you connect. Are you afraid of meeting your spirit guide? Sometimes people feel very fearful, like they're like, I don't know. It's like something unknown. I don't know how I feel about this. So if you're feeling afraid, it might not be the right time for you to connect to your guides for the first time, especially if you're feeling scared about that connection. It should really be a place of happiness. It should be a place of excitement and eagerness and looking forward to meeting them. If you're feeling nervous or unsure, again, you probably want to wait till a time when you're feeling more of a positive emotion, more uh, accepting and open emotion rather than resistance of nervousness or fear. So if you're feeling any of those sort of not so great emotions, wait until you're in a better emotional place where you're feeling excited, you're feeling happy, you're feeling eager, you're feeling optimistic. That's the emotional space that you need to be in to really do that connection for the first time. Once you've prepared mentally, you're in the right frame of mind. You've prepared emotionally. It's time to prepare physically. So first of all, if you're going to have that first encounter with your guides, you want to make sure that you're in the right physical space. Now, the physical space talks about the area, the room that you're in, but it also talks about where your physical body is at. So thinking about that, you want to make sure that you, your body is feeling good, that you're not feeling in pain, that you're not feeling hungry or thirsty or tired or any, you know, sort of, you want to feel good, like physically feel good. So if you're hungry, eat something before you meet with your guides or thirsty, drink something. Um, if you're tired, it's probably not going to be very productive for you to meet with your guides because you'll sit down or lie down and fall asleep. So make sure you're feeling physically good before you have this first initial meeting. You also want to make sure that your physical space that you're in is appropriate. So again, you probably don't want to be in a big place with a lot of people's energy around you. You don't want to be in a place where you feel uncomfortable. You want to feel like you're ready and relaxed and feel safe and the place is peaceful that you're in. So find a a space that's quiet and a place that you feel at peace. Um, Sometimes people do that in their home because they feel peace in their home, but sometimes people have sometimes chaotic energy in their homes that they can't control. They live with other people or there's some situation that feels chaotic. And in that case, I recommend going and being out in nature, go to a park, go to a quiet place, but a place where there's not a lot of people around to disturb you, a place where you can truly feel at ease and at peace. 
You don't want a place that has a lot of distractions. I kind of joke around. I say like, put the phone down, right? <laughs> you don't want to have a lot of distractions when you're trying to connect to your guides. You know, it's it's someplace where you want to get some focus. So we want to have like TVs turned off. We don't want to have a lot of, um, you know, loud music that is not relaxing music. Relaxing music is great, but loud disruptive music isn't going to be a great conducive environment. Lots of people talking or people's energy around you is probably also not great. So you kind of want to be by yourself, maybe in a quiet space. It could be your bedroom. It could be out in nature, but someplace where you feel that sense of calm, peace, quiet, and there's not a lot of distractions around you. Now, if you're at home, you can also really kind of I want to say like zhuzh up your space to do this work by doing some extra things. So for example, you could light some incense before you get started with your connection to your guides to really make a kind of a different environment in your space. What that would be, I mean, ideally you could light um, a botanical incense like a resin or or urban resin blend on a charcoal to really give some very strong, positive, natural sense to come into your room that will transport you into a space that's more meditative. You know, the first thing that comes to mind for me are, are incense like frankincense, copal, myrrh, benzoin. Those are all beautiful resins that smell amazing when they're burning and really kind of put you in a different state of mind. So they can be very uh, sort of centering when you burn those incense. So those sorts of incense, you can find versions of them in cones and sticks, but I recommend getting the actual resin and putting it on the charcoal because that can be quite, quite beautiful, quite powerful and smells amazing. And you know, you're getting the real thing when you get that um, resin incense and you put it on the charcoal. If you're someone who has a sensitivity to smoke, uh, you have some breathing difficulties, asthma or something else where you can't have an incense around, you can always make a smokeless incense. Um, You can do that by adding an essential oil to some water or making a herbal tea of some kind with a, an aromatic herb, and then putting it in a spray bottle and spraying it around. There's lots of herbs that you can use that can be quite beautiful. And you can look up on my site. I mean, there's things like anise, star anise is a beautiful one. Dandelion root is another beautiful one that don't necessarily give a scent per se. I mean, star anise might have a small scent, but they give the psychic clearing energy and open up things so that you can open up this connection. So there's a couple of recommendations there. So the last thing I would say in making your space, preparing your space physically is you might want to put on that music that's very quiet, meditative music. If you're a person who's not distracted by music, but music helps you to go deeper, then you know what works for you. Put on some like trancey kind of music, some relaxed music. There's plenty of options. If you look up on on YouTube, for example, meditation music, you'll see a ton of music that you can use, but you might have some favorites that help you to get into that kind of relaxed meditative state. Really what we're preparing you for as we talk about the mental, emotional, and physical space is a kind of meditation that we're going to be doing to connect up to your guides. So anything that you do to help with meditation is going to help here. Now you're ready to ask to meet your guides. So when you're going to be doing this, the first thing you want to do 
after you've set up that you've, again, as you set up your mental state, your emotional state, you're feeling positive, you're feeling open, you're feeling happy, you're feeling ready. You've set up your room, your space. You're not going to be disturbed. Now you're ready to start. So the first thing you want to do is you want to sit comfortably or you want to lie down just as you would do in meditation, because this is a meditation. Let your guides know that you are ready to meet them. You can do that by asking them out loud, you know, say something along the lines. I mean, I always recommend that you speak from your heart, but, you know, a recommended thing that you could say would be something like beautiful and loving spirit guides. I'm so thankful that you are around me, lovingly protecting me and guiding me. I would really love to meet you and build our loving connection to one another. So there's a great example of a way to invite your guides in. Now, sometimes people might feel a little nervous about having a spirit encounter. And if you're feeling like you want to be extra, extra careful about it, we know that your guides are always positive. They're always helpful. You're not inviting in random entities or random spirits from out there. You're inviting your guide counsel. You asked for those loving spirit guides to come in. But if you want to be extra, extra careful, you can say something that has a gatekeeping effect. Remember, if you just say, I want a spirit to come in, you're inviting anybody. But if you're asking for your guides, you are inviting only your guides who do love you. But if you want to be extra, extra, super duper careful, you can say something like, I am inviting a connection with only my spirit guides guides of the highest vibration who bring helpful and clear messages for my very highest good. By saying something like that, you are really closing the door to any troublesome spirits at all. I mean, you are inviting just your guides. You're saying you want them, the ones that will offer you clear guidance that are only going to bring you something that's really high vibration you really have set like a lot of boundaries that are keeping out any sort of random entities from coming in. So that's a beautiful thing to do. And if you really want to feel extra sure, extra careful, you can tack that on to your request. Now that quiet and meditative state that you are creating, once you've asked your guides, get into that meditative state. You're lying, you're listening to your music, you're sitting or lying down and listening to that beautiful meditative music. Relax, let go, see what comes, what messages come. That's the way to do that. If you don't feel like meditation is a natural thing, or you're not quite sure how to do meditation, you can listen to guided meditations to get you into that state. And I actually have a free guided meditation for meeting your spirit guides that you might find helpful. So if you are having trouble meditating on your own, you still would like to meet your guide but you don't know how to, you know, get there. And this step is a little hard for you. Go onto my site, go under books and media, go under media, and you'll find a free spirit guide meditation there that you can download. And that will help you to get a visual, to get you to that space, to meet your guide. But it's not necessary to do that. You can do it on your own and you can do it by just getting into that meditative state. Now, once you're in that meditative state, you want to pay attention to the messages that come forth. The guides really have an amazing and interesting, and the messages that they give can sometimes be a little subtle or sometimes really direct. I mean, when you start to build your relationship, I mean, my 
my relationship with my guides is decades old now. They sometimes be super direct with me and just really jump in and say stuff. But that has happened over years and years and years of connection. So in the beginning, the messages that they bring might be super subtle and you might not be quite sure if you are getting a message. So the first thing you need to know about getting those messages is, do you have a certain modality for receiving messages that is more natural for you? What do I mean by that? Well, there are people who are clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant, and clairsentient. And they might have some or all of these, but some are stronger than others. What do I mean when I say that? If you get visions and you get a vision of your guide in your mind's eye, you're then tapping into clairvoyance. So people that are clairvoyant will see things in their mind's eye very clearly, right? They'll see visions. It's not hallucinations. It's not seeing a spirit in front of you. It is seeing something in your mind's eye. So if you're clairvoyant and you ask for your guides to come through, you will see an image of your guide. Now you might be clairaudient. And if your strongest modality is clairaudience, then you might hear something from your guides in your mind's ear. Mind's ear. Yeah, mind's ear. I call it mind's ear because I want people to know it is not hearing voices. It is not a hallucination. It is not actually hearing a voice. It is hearing something in your mind, just like you see something in your mind. I think most people know about your mind's eye. Well, you also have a mind's ear. (laughs) All right. So when you ask for your guides to come forth, if you're more clairaudient, if that's your modality, you will hear words from them. You may hear phrases. You may hear, you know, special messages. You might be claircognizant and claircognizant is an inner knowing. It is feel, it is a feeling. You'll get a feeling like yes, or feeling like no, or feeling like your guides are nearby. You might not see them. You might not hear something, but you'll get a, an emotional sensation. And that is claircognizant. It's like knowing. It's like an inner knowing. The last modality is clairsentience, and that can be a physical sensation. Sometimes people have sensations when they talk to their guides or they have this, where they have things like they'll get goosebumps or they'll get a chill or they'll feel a warmth or they'll feel something physically, or they might feel a lightness. Any one of these ways, these modalities are legitimate ways that your guides are trying to send you messages, right? So what you have to do is pay attention to those subtle messages. Sometimes people are like, I didn't see my guide. You might not be clairvoyant. You might be getting a physical sensation, but you just don't know that that's what you're looking for. So you're looking for really any change or anything that feels like it's something is happening, either physically, in your inner knowing, you get a verbal message, or you see something. Any one of those are legitimate ways that they can reach out to you. Pay attention to these subtle changes and these messages that you experience. These messages can sometimes be really subtle. And if we are skeptical, going back to step one, the the mental preparation, if we're skeptical, 
we can write them off as our mind playing tricks on us. We're just making it up, anything like that. So that's why the skepticism really isn't helpful because the, the guides are sending you messages, but you may be like blocking them or brushing them off by being skeptical. So you want to be in a very receptive, open, and kind of really asking for that message and receiving that message. So this is why it's so important to cultivate that openness and to cultivate that receptivity right in the beginning. When you are connecting to your guides, okay, so you're in this process, you're in your meditation, you're asking for your guides to send you messages and you're getting the knowing or the sensation or the words or the visions, and you're getting all of that. When you are in that process, mentally or verbally, if you want to say it out loud, you can ask your guides to show you some signs. Sometimes they can show you signs right there. Like if you're having a vision, if you're clairvoyant, you're seeing a vision, they can give you a sign right there, or they can show you something, or they might tell you something, or you might feel something. Ask for them to give you a sign. They can give you a sign right then and there, but other times you might ask and they won't give you a sign right then and there, but you'll get your sign after the meditation is done, when you're out living your life out in the world. So I can give you an example from my life. One of my signs that the guides give me is through feathers. Yeah. Okay. So feathers. All right. You see a pigeon feather on the street. It's not a really a big deal. I see pigeon feathers all the time and I see them as messages from my guides always dropping them for me. I know they're pigeon feathers, but I also get that they're showing up and I'm being aware of them because my guides are wanting to send me a message. But it isn't just pigeon feathers that my guides give me. They give me crazy feathers. I have found things like peacock feathers. I have find, found giant iridescent blue, green, purple macaw feathers. I have found day glow dyed marabou feathers from somebody's uh, feather boa. I have found the craziest feathers in my path, which makes me laugh because my guides have a good sense of humor. They send me the funniest feathers because they know it's going to make me laugh. Like the most random, craziest looking feathers, always in my path, always finding them. And that's our sign that they are showing me that they're around. You might have a different kind of a sign that they send. You might see repeating numbers, for example. If you are curious about that, like maybe you already are seeing repeating numbers. I have a great blog post about repeating numbers. It's um, If you look on my blog under parlorofwonders.com, look under instruction, look under magic blog, and look for the blog post that says, what does it mean when I see 1111? Read that because it tells you all about repeating numbers. So repeating numbers might be an example of a sign that they give you. You might see lights or shadows. I mean, you might actually have visions where you see sparks of light or orbs or things like that around. You know, that's some other way that guides will have for reaching out and showing us. Um, books that fall off the shelf is another way that guides will, you know, send a message to us. And when that happens, I always say, look and see what book fell off the shelf because that gives you the message of what you need to know. If the title of the book is something, you know, like, um, how to, you know, how to make a million dollars. You're like, okay, my guides have a message for me about money. 
You might see sparks. You might have light bulbs go off spontaneously. You're walking down the street and the street light goes off. That's another way that our guides can reach out to us and send us message, say, pay attention, pay attention. Um, you might see a word or a symbol over and over again. That's another way that our guides can communicate with us. What the main thing is, is that you're paying attention to the patterns and the synchronicities, whatever message that your guides have for you, whether they reveal it in your meditation or afterwards, pay attention and pay attention to what they're sending you and what you're thinking about or what you think that they're trying to tell you. In a minute, I'm going to be telling you how to thank your spirit guides and how to connect to your guides. But before I do, I have to give a very special thank you to some very special angels up there of my very own. Um, What do you mean? What are you talking about, Madam Pamita? Well, in case you haven't heard me talk about it before, one of the best ways to make changes in your life is through magic. I mean, I've talked about it in this podcast over and over again. I have tons of YouTube videos teaching you how to do magic. You can bring powerful support to your intentions, whether it's through lighting a big, big candle or lighting a tiny taper. When you do candle magic, you are bringing focus and power to your spells. And it is my goal in life to teach you how to have that power. And I've written a book to support you in that. And it's called The Book of Candle Magic. And it's coming out in October of 2020 through Llewellyn Publishing. We already established that earlier. And, uh, but guess what? Even though it's coming out in October, it is available for pre-order now. And here's my big thank you. I want to send a big, big, big thank you to all of those of you out there who have already pre-ordered The Book of Candle Magic. Why are these people very special angels? What difference does it make if I order it when it comes out or I pre-order it? When you pre-order it, you are absolutely 100% magnifying your good karma by doing that. It's great when you buy the book, but when you pre-order it, you're doing something extra special. The people who pre-order are special angels to me because when you pre-order, you are sending a message to the publisher that this book is going to be popular and that momentum builds and things happen because of that. You can pre-order. It is so easy to do. You can pre-order on any of the online places. There's IndieBound, Amazon, of course, Barnes and Noble, and even on my shop, Parlor of Wonders, you can pre-order a signed copy on my site. Whenever you do that, whichever way you do that, you don't even have to prepay. When you order it online, you don't pay until the book comes out. You're just letting them know, charge my card when that book comes out and then send it to me. So if you're going, ah, I don't have $17.99 to spend right now, it's okay. Pre-order it. And then in October, you'll get the charge and you'll get the book. But if you even want to triple your good karma, now ordering online is good karma, but you can triple that effect. You can contact your local independent bookstore or your metaphysical store near you and pre-order it there. You don't even have to go in. You can email them. You can give them a phone call. You can help. And how does this help? Why is it different? Why is it any better? Because when you pre-order at a bookstore, there's some extra benefits that happen. Number one, you keep those bookstores in business. When you order from a bookstore, you're, you're helping a little mom and pop bookstore. You are keeping them in business, which means there are places that teachers like me can go to, to do book signings, to teach workshops and all kinds of great things. So that's one great benefit. You're keeping a bookstore in your neighborhood. That's another great benefit. When you pre-order from a bookstore, guess what? They pay attention. And if you pre-order from a bookstore, 
they probably will order extra copies for their shelves because they become aware of the book, first of all, and they say, ha, huh, this book can be popular. We're going to add, we're going to add on to our order. We'll order one for our pre-order customer and we'll order a couple more for the shelves. So that's really good. It makes it a buzzworthy book, which is what I'm hoping for. And most importantly, really the most important benefit of all of this is you are going to get an amazing hardback, hardcover reference book that's going to level up your magical skills exponentially. And it's only $17.99. If you appreciate the free lessons that I give you here on my podcast, on my YouTube videos, my blog, the articles I post on Medium and your Tango, then this is like casting your vote for more of that. So I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all of you angels out there who have already taken the extra couple of minutes it takes to pre-order a copy of the Book of Candle Magic. I am going to be sending you extra juicy, extra special blessings your way today. Thank you so much for pre-ordering. And if you haven't pre-ordered, please do and support bookstores, support writers, and support yourself in your great magical practice to make your life amazing. It's a win for everyone. So thank you. Thank you. All right. And speaking of thank yous, let's talk about how to thank your spirit guides. So it is super important to thank your guides. You are building a relationship and building a relationship is a two-way street. And when your guides are there connecting to you, it takes a lot of effort to connect. And when they're connecting to you, you want to tell them, thank you for that connection. So say these words out loud, tell them, thank you, you know, in any form, whatever's on your heart. Or you could say words like, Thank you, dear spirit guides, for connecting to me and giving me these beautiful messages. I look forward to connecting with you again and throughout my day. That's a beautiful way to say thank you right there, but you can speak what's on your heart. Tell them that you're appreciating them and appreciating the connection that you have with them. Lastly, continue your connection with your spirit guide. Don't let it stop there. Once you've had that connection, keep it going. There's great ways to keep it going. One of the first ones that comes to mind is to create a spirit guide altar. If you have heard podcast episode number 20, I talk about making spirit guide altars. So listen to that one and get inspiration for making a little spirit guide altar for you and your guides to connect. It's a beautiful way to remind yourself of them, to connect to them and so on. Talk to your guides. When you're going throughout your day, say something to them. Look for messages from your guides, feathers on the street for me, for example. Ask them for help with what you're needing right now. I love this idea of asking them for help because they love to help. And when you start asking for help and thanking them for their help, you're really establishing that relationship. One of the really fun ways to do that is through writing a letter to your spirit guides. I love this beautiful ritual. So get a piece of paper and write down the top three things that you would like your spirit guides to help with, the things that you need help with right now. What would you like them to help you with? Write them a letter, tell them what you'd like them to help you with, and then take that letter and burn it over a dish or a piece of foil. Now, once the ashes have cooled down, take those ashes outside and sprinkle those ashes in the wind. It's especially a beautiful thing to do on a windy day. Sprinkle those ashes in the wind so that they go out into the spirit realm. Then after you've asked them for that, watch for those signs, those messages, those directions, those synchronicities that the guides will place in your path 
to help you pay attention. So that's it. That's how you find your spirit guide. That's how you meet up with your guides. That's a beautiful, gentle way and really breaking it down in a very, very basic step-by-step way for you to connect to your guides. It is such a lovely thing to do. And I hope that you try these things out and connect and build that relationship with your guides. So that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about spirit guides, then check out my past episodes, check out my magic blog over at parlorofwonders.com. There's tons of information. I am a big spiritualist, so there's lots of information about spirit guides. Go to instruction, go to parlorofwonders.com, go to instruction, go to magic blog, where you can read more about spirit guides, including an article called How Do You Find Your Spirit Guide? And you'll find all other kinds of articles teaching you about magic, tarot, witchcraft, law of attraction, spiritualism, all the magical, mystical goodies, you will find them over there. And don't forget, if you have questions about spirit guides or anything else, you can bring your questions over to the Live Magic Q&A Tea Party, which takes place every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Go to spellsquad.com to get the secret code to come in. And here's a little secret. If you do that to sign up for the Spell Squad, you will also get a free copy of my book, my ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work, which is a fabulous book to teach you how to get your spell work really amp it up. Really easy, beautiful book. It's like 30 pages long, so it's not a big book, but it is packed with information. So you'll want to make sure that you get that. Go to spellsquad.com and get your free copy today. A huge thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed and shared this podcast with your friends. You know, do not underestimate the power of that sharing. It is really, really good. So if you haven't done so, do so. You can do it on your, you know, Instagram, on your Facebook. Share the podcast episode if you liked it. Get the word out there. And also... A big thank you to the fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes. Those reviews are amazing help for getting the word out about the podcast to get strangers to stumble upon it. And I appreciate the time you take doing those. Every episode, I pick my favorite written review and I give a shout out to this person. And this week, my favorite review was by Lorelai Wild. Lorelai says, Pamita delivers timely witchy wisdom in delicious bite-sized portions. I listen to this engaging podcast while doing my morning stretches or as I'm winding down in the evenings. The length of each episode fits perfectly into my busy day with engaging topics and authentic delivery. Pamita rocketed to my coveted list of top podcasts in just a few episodes. I absolutely love this podcast. And she titles it, Pamita wins the internets. So woohoo for me. Thank you so much, Lorelai Wild. That is such a beautiful thing to say. Thank you so much for that beautiful review. If you have not put up a review on iTunes, do you want a shout out too? Well, then you got to go over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and write a written review and let me know what you like, what you want more of. I would love to hear from you. I want to say thank you to Gilles Navarre for production and engineering of this episode. I want to thank Manfred Hofer, my amazing boyfriend, for announcing. And I want to thank you for joining me. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll be answering the question, how do you do a true healing spell? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Yeah.